Welcome to the Harvest Party episode of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. And for episode 95, we're joined by a spooky guest, our good friend Josh. I'm Ty, and you can find me doing everything possible to turn street clothes into a costume at SEATJK. And with me tonight, as usually, honestly, lately, is Chris. Well, where can we find you masking your identity, Chris? It, my, I'm, my identity is here for all to see at CD Villasenor on the Twitter. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've sort of, uh, we're sort of Peaches and Her reunited tonight. We've been, uh, we did a little, uh, we did some, uh, some collabs over the last couple of weeks without each other. Now here we are, back together again. It's, Indeed. It's very nice. It feels so good. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and as I mentioned, also with us tonight is Josh. Where can we find you offering tricks, or is it treats, Josh? A uh, little of each, I think, and uh, I'm uh, in in the theme of things. I hide in plain sight at joshuatufts.com. There's no there's no costume. There's no hiding on my uh, Twitter handle. I'm out there for all to see or hear. Wonderful. I liked. Uh, at least you didn't do the twitter.com forward slash. <laughs> that killed me last wait, week. Wait, <laughs> Phil did. Yeah, Phil. Like, uh, have you not been on Twitter in about eight years, buddy? <laughs> yeah, that, he has it, which is why that was hilarious to me. But uh, thanks to Phil. Thanks to K. May Meyer for for jumping in uh, over the last couple of weeks. Great shows, by the way. It is. Yeah, it's been busy. I'm feeling a little bit like a voyeur here in terms of like you guys are reuniting together and then I was like, well, you can't let that happen. I got to just You're, try you're more of here. a voyeur because I'm not wearing pants. I don't wear pants during the uh, these uh, tapings. Perfect. That's usually what I'm looking for. <laughs> well, interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at Hello! at 2on3pod.com, you know how much we love to hear from you. Tonight, we're networking with our family, our friends, and our neighbors door-to-door for candy, but more importantly, on the internet, in the office, and with our favorite spooky stars in our standard three-segment fashion as we break down, in segment one, the insidious nature of the social network, segment two, where we'll let Josh tell us how indelible the wisdom of your hosts has been to him, and in segment three, where we'll do our new standard for guests, play a game, entitled, You Know Me! An IMDb known for game invented by Josh nearly 15 years ago now. Ooh, credit. Beyond the, <laughs> beyond yeah, the buzzer, we'll pause. Because basically, we're, we're always bored waiting for tables at restaurants is basically how this works. <laughs> or, you know, you know, jet lagged and uh, killing hours and hours of time as we try to fall asleep. Yes, necessity, the mother of invention, and time wasting. <laughs> well, beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for a double dose of Jijawa because I've been gone for a couple of weeks and we'll clean up some odds and ends in the OT. As usual, before we get into it, it is Halloween and Chris offered us a great Twitter thread last week uh, recapping his son's experience at the elementary harvest party. And I really wanted to hear a little bit of an oral history of that as well as any other relatable familial content you both might have to share. <laughs> well... The Harvest Carnival or Festival, because we can't use Halloween, we have to say Harvest. Um, Halloween is for the devil. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. It's Halloween. I, it's It seems unnecessary, but, you know, whatever. Are, um, we, yeah, are we living so, in the Crow timeline? <laughs> we are. <laughs> there's, there's just something that it's multicultural, but everyone puts on costumes. I don't know. Everyone knows it's Halloween, but no one wants to say the word Halloween. It's the, it's the worst kept secret in the whole book. I don't know. It's whatever. But um but this is my last go round since my son this is my son's last year of elementary school, which has its pluses and minuses. First of all, I don't have to watch him. I can just turn him loose. It's like go run around, find your friends, do whatever, and I'll just hang out. And uh but what happens is because I don't know anybody anymore. 
Like when when both of my kids were in elementary school, it's like I knew her friend's parents, I knew his friend's parents, and now it's like I don't know anybody. So I'm just basically this dude just drifting, <laughs> drifting around at the harvest festival, tweeting. So I decided I would live tweet the whole thing, and uh, just because I was wildly bored, I got some good laughs out of it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. In particular, the thing where at the end where you kind of closed with the. The social deal where one kid is excited to see the other, and oh the other God. one's like, oh, right, you. <laughs> right? <laughs> that part is painful, and it happens over and over. It, you could, All you have to do is, I was sitting in the same spot where, um, just basically between the transition from inside to outside is. So kids are leaving the gym to go out to the, to the, the play area uh, where they have a bunch of booze and stuff sat down. So... You'll see the kids come up and they'll say, oh, buddy. And the buddy will be just like, oh, it's like, I know we're friends at school, but what's this after school? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's a weird context thing because they're not at school. So I think some of the, some of the niceties that they have to put on <laughs> during school hours sort of evaporate in the, in the, uh, at the harvest carnival. Hey, hey pal, your mom only pays me to be friends with you during school hours. <laughs> right. I don't need to. I don't need to do this. I'm wearing a ninja costume right now. I don't need to be nice to you. So, it's painful always. It's pain. I saw it happen to a few boys and a few girls, and it's just like, oh, my heart just breaks. It's just, it's, it's awful. It's like car crash after car crash. And yet, you never really grow out of it because as somebody who travels for work and works in the field, and then goes back to the HQ to see people that I talk to all the time and and video conference with all the time, um, and then there's the, this pressure to like go out. Right, like, oh, let's let's go get drinks, and I'm like, eh, I, I'd re- really rather just go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, because people are out of context and they're wearing costumes, you really have to bear down hard to like remember people's names. Mm-hmm. Like people, of course, that you've seen each other. You've done this, right? You've gone, you see a work person that you know at the mall, and you can't remember their name, even though you say hi to them every day at work. Sure. Like, so the Harvest Carnival's that and then some because people are wearing costumes or they're they're dressed weird so you're just like i gotta bear down here i really have to concentrate to get names right i don't want to be that guy who's like hey you (laughs) nice to see you out (laughs) hey fella don't don't you then just call them by their costume i mean that's what that would be my crutch i'd be like hey tony stark (laughs) i'll see I'm, i'm doing cyclops this year did you, uh, did you did you square away the Cyclops glasses and everything, the whole? Yeah, yeah I got the yellow with the, the single red band uh, <laughs> eye lens, and then I've got the, the Cyclops t-shirt that I'm going to wear, over, you know, uh, a long sleeve blue shirt, I have some blue pants, and I'm now vol- volunteering tomorrow, at, or well, it'll be today by the time anybody's listening to this, um, I'm volunteering today at my daughter's second grade uh, like school day party, and I'm going to go in costume because I'm a, I'm a good dad. Good for you. Uh, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to wear the Cyclops costume. And, you know, it's funny because the teacher wanted any of the parents that were volunteering to like bring an activity. So I got a backdrop, a Halloween backdrop off of Amazon. And we have one of those Instax Polaroids cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, although I kind of feel like uh, I'm committing a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the backdrop we're using is wood paneling. <laughs> So it's so it's extra it's extra inappropriate. I have to say I'm really glad that it's a Polaroid camera so I can just hand the photo to the right. child and be like, yeah. here, this is for you. Yeah, this is not a digital <laughs> thing. I'm not no. using my hand. Let me take a picture of you on my phone. No, oh, no. creeper. 
Nope. I'm, I'm, <laughs> nope. Yeah, I'm bringing an anachronism for the children to enjoy. Yeah, photo booth is totally cool. It's like, yep, you take the picture, give it to them, wave it like a Polaroid picture, yeah. and then they're all good. Shake, By the way, shake, shake it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't those things cost? Don't those doesn't that film cost a lot to just be handed out, doling out to kids who are just going to throw them into the like the parking lot? Well, we're privileged. I have to spread the, <laughs> spread the wealth. Well done. Anyway, it was it was fun to be um, at the Harvest Carnival for the last time. And did you know. dress up? I did not, but I did note in my Twitter. Th- Thing that if you have a kid who's at like maybe third, second or third grade or younger, is that you have to put on the costume, put on a costume, something, something more than a hat. Yeah, like the hat can't be the costume. Just try a little bit. But uh, this year, I was just like, I'm just gonna walk him down there and turn him loose. I don't need to wear a costume. Yeah, I'm just wearing regular clothes with a superhero T-shirt and a pair of weird glasses. I mean, it's I, I really can't work hard enough to like turn street clothes into a costume. It is my signature move these days. Well, you did more work than they did on that Age of Apocalypse movie, so <laughs> you're at least trying harder than that. Thank God. And Josh, you still have a, a young son. Do you? Are you taking him out trick or treating? There, there are trick or treat plans uh, tomorrow. My um, in the uh, aligning yourself with the most inappropriate door to door costume. My son is going as the Plague Doctor. Which is definitely who you what's, want to see show up at your door. Doctor? What is the Plague Doctor? Plague Doctor, he, uh, apparently a fan of history. Um, the doctors that would, as he described, tried their hardest um, <laughs> back in the day. And it is like a head-to-toe, all-black outfit. But it's the, you've seen this mask before. It's the one with the really long nose. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the plague doctor costume. So I'm like the streets of Venice. Yeah. So this guy shows up at your door back in the day. Someone in your family was dying, but you're just there for the candy. So are you going to be in the background being? I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm getting better. Which is funny because I kind of I ascribed to that same uh, process in the past where I tried to do minimal. I had one of those, uh, and I think actually Villa's described one of these before. The zip up hoodies that turn into a mask, and I had uh-huh. a skeleton one. So I could uh, actually I could have tried to pass myself off as a member of the Cobra Kai, I guess. Hadn't thought about that until now. But uh, tomorrow, I think I have an oversized husky mask that I can uh, throw on and just keep it uh, keep it real there. Well, this nice. plague doctor outfit is harrowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We're, I like that you're just learning about it. <laughs> yeah, we're going for maximum scare at this particular point. Obviously, the uh, the challenge being he. He looks a little bit more because uh, you obviously can't wear a mask at school. Mm-hmm. So we had to take a look at what the the costume looked like with and without mask. And without the mask, he looks kind of uh, I don't know, like monk with a hat. <laughs> Slightly I less got, terrifying. I got so many emails about not wearing your costume at school. <laughs> yes, there were there were many there were many uh, many many messages sent from our school like do not wear costumes to school yeah no makeup no masks like no nothing basically you just cannot wear anything that's not clothes until it's time for the harvest party it's getting away it's getting it's you know it's taking them out of a learning environment (laughs) (laughs) right because you're gonna get a lot of work done tomorrow today Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of shielding your family, I think we're going to start with Facebook, which has been in the news lately. So let's do it. All right. So uh, everyone's favorite Android testified in front of Congress last week with uh, the Lloyd Christmas hairdo. And Josh, uh, quite some time ago, you brought 
to my attention your idea for a Facebook that was less impactful on your life, we'll say. And rather than me continuing to describe it, why don't you just go ahead and talk to us about it? Sure. We're going to give away the business plan here for Disconnect Book, which is a family feature. Um, It's funny because this has been a little bit of a progression from something that was mildly embarrassing to something that is now just like wildly embarrassing. And the nice part is that Villa's been along for the ride on this particular one because I've known him for quite some time and he's been Facebook friends with my dad. And um, we'll just, you know, pull back the curtain on this one. I am making specific reference to my dad and his use of Facebook. And back in the day, it used to be that my dad, um, I I don't think he knew how outward facing it was, that the intention of Facebook was for people to (laughs) see your interactions. And so my dad was liking a lot of far Asian gals pages and bikini photos and all sorts of wonderful stuff. And and God bless him. He was very encouraging to these young people. He was, uh, I believe he was probably some sort of guidance counselor, you know, uplifting their spirits. (laughs) Clearly these girls were posting these pictures due to some low self-esteem. And my dad was right there to just go ahead and tell him how great that picture looked. Adam is a friend. And then unfortunately it got a little awkward for me when my wife would be like, who's this gal liking the pictures of your grandchildren? <laughs> His grandchildren. <laughs> the, <laughs> so it was that. And I was like, what's the conversation you have with your parent? At that time, I was like, this is mostly harmless. Really the only person who's giving me a hard time, I'm married to. The person who's really enjoying it the most is Villa. And he's just like, nice right. work by your dad. Okay. It was the best. Yeah. Because I would never get to see these pictures had he not been liking them. So <laughs> he was curating a I nice mean, little, was, you know. I was uh, I was thrilled. I was like, whoa, hey, hey, here we go. I am sad to have missed out on this. Like, I, I, a solid 12 years ago, I think I tried to Facebook friend your dad, Josh, because I know him fairly well at this point. And he never accepted my friend request. Oh, and, and at one point gosh. I asked him, I was like, I was like, hey, what's the deal, Chris, uh, Josh's dad? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh well you know i don't want you to like see you must have talked to him at this point because he was like i i you know it's just pictures of asian women and stuff <laughs> oh did he admit it oh he admitted to oh yeah he, like, oh, yeah, he awesome. pushed back on me like well i don't want you to see the stuff i like and i was like well <laughs> maybe i maybe i want to see that i've heard the stuff that you like is can be you know and then i have plausible deniability hey what are you looking at over there oh just stuff josh's dad's posting that's, that's just yeah. innocent <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I didn't post it. I just it just happened to be on my feed. Exactly. I just I just happened to be clicking through it. I'm not in charge of the algorithm. <laughs> Five layers deep. Yeah. So, so how would you like it to work, Josh? So unfortunately for me, this has progressed from less um, amusing uh, type of content to um, I have discovered, and I, and I'm not even sure how I made it through my entire childhood with not having a political discussion in our household. This just never really came up. Now, granted, we're from back east and potentially a little bit more uh, conservative land, but the posts that I see from my dad now are literally the types of posts and the type of uneducated reposting, sharing, slanderous wild crazy rhetoric type posts and it's literally the thing that i mock uh when i call some of the conservatives trumpkins or lemmings or um followers what have you and the scary part is occasionally i get pinged by someone that's friends it's like you should really see this post and look at the comments and i will see literally the types of arguments that i read about 
that my dad's actually doing that, that he's using the same kind of name calling, that he's using the same kind of twisted facts. And I, I stuck in this, like, do I post something? Do I try to educate him on this? Do I try to pull him <laughs> aside anymore? And it's just like, oh my God. And this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a, this can be a sticky wicket in that you share a name, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't so, hide. <laughs> right. Which is not a, but I get, I get that. I get that. You know, here's what's funny is since I grew up in the Midwest and a lot of my friends are, that I went to high school with are Midwesterners who are continue to be Midwesterners. I get my, my feed is very full of, of conservative content, which is, so it's not, so it's not. It's not a, a surprise for me to see conservative content pop up on my um, on my feed, and I do see your dad's posts from time to time. And, and like I said, I, I might, maybe I'm a little more desensitized to it because I get quite a bit of that stuff on my feed. That mm-hmm. I just that I you know whatever I, I sort of look at it and like oh that's the, you know they live in the Midwest I get it I get their point of view, um, you know I don't share that point of view all the time, <laughs> but it's but but it's. But I'm used to seeing it. But I understand that depending upon how your how you know your friend list sets up, it might be the one thorn <laughs> that sticks out. Like it, it's the what it's the it's the content that just that screams at you every time you open up Facebook. It's like, oh my god, that's 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 uh that's not what I'm used to seeing. Right, and and I mean, Ty just covered this a little bit with Kristen when she guessed it, and she started talking about politics, and and Ty offered, hey, there's on and off buttons, there's mutes, there's all these options, and I'm in the same vein. I can't unfriend my dad. I don't know if I can mute <laughs> my dad. I mean, there's like, and I'm in the same boat, in the same boat with her. Like, it would really take some sort of flaming attack for me to unfriend somebody or to block somebody. It would have to be something relatively flagrant. This is something that I'm literally just trying cognitive dissonance and just pretending like this isn't happening. But I came across this idea that Ty made reference to in the opening, which was disconnected Facebook. We're talking about a generation of people that up until a couple of years ago couldn't understand the internets and they couldn't figure out how to i mean literally this this population this base that they're appealing to and sharing all of these mistruths or what have you are people that really really struggle the fact of the matter is up until recently my dad i'm actually it might even still be my dad's email address is an aol.com address for heaven's sakes i mean that's pretty impressive uh, i get clowned all the time for my hotmail address but i'm pretty sure you know it's hereditary at this point Oh, hashtag sidebar on that. Okay, all a hotmail address should say about you is that I've been on the internet for a long time. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's not a badge of of shame. Yeah, it's a ba- <laughs> it's a badge of longevity. Right. That's right. We're early adopters. Yes, and I'd also like to I believe mean, that I'm taking a stance that I I'm getting my email from a company that hasn't outwardly stated that they're pruning through it to sell things to me. They probably still are, but when the other companies admitted to it, then I don't want that one. Right. So yeah, I good. Go ahead. Oh, so the the disconnected book is if these people have had some challenges with technology, and my dad still explains some computer problems that he has, and I'm trying to use my most patient. And this was something I observed that was very funny and early in my IT career is that I could be so incredibly patient with a customer or somebody at work, but when it's your family and you're just like, oh my god, the enter, the enter button, no, the enter, no, the, the enter button, <laughs> it's, it's the big one. Yeah, right. Let let me do it for you Um, type of thing is that how can I not have a mode that I could switch on for my dad where he's disconnected from everybody that we actually know 
and we can use all those bots that exist for good, and that he's still interacting with what he thinks are people, and he can have his same, I mean, the same horrible arguments. It's just not with real people, right? This is the the what I'd like to see in, the, in terms of the disconnected book is like when you pay, post something, Facebook assigns it a category of some kind, like food or movies or blah 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 or politics or whatever and then you can just simply opt out you can just simply take a user and just opt out of the category it's like if this person posts something about food like pictures of their family or whatever the second the second facebook tags your post like with a category of politics don't show it to me that that would be that would be sweet as hell absolutely because I would untag a bunch of people <laughs> for, for, for the poly. Because really for me, Facebook is about, you know, you, you went on vacation. I didn't want to see pictures of your kids. And I want to see some food pictures. I don't know. This is That's all I use it for. Everything else sort of, I just bleep through the rest of it. I don't even, I, I want to wish you happy birthday. I mean, that's what, uh, that's literally what I use Facebook for. And the rest of it, I think I've done a pretty good job. of just, that's just noise. That's just what people are doing. And, and, uh. Maybe I've already disconnected my brain in certain ways from Facebook, and I just look for the content that I want to see, and then the rest of it just kind of slips past me, which I'm totally cool with. That's the only guilt I carry for leaving is that I just don't wish my friends happy birthday anymore because I just wasn't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't delete my account. I just logged off, deleted it from my phone. I actually discovered yesterday uh, that... Facebook, even though I haven't logged into it on my desktop for two years, mm-hmm. still has trackers in my browser. Like I went and cleaned Shocker. up like any. Yeah. And so there's still trackers in my browser from the fact that I logged into it years for years at a time. It's still it was still track. I had to go and like root out the tracking cookies from like literally the, the, the cookie host file on my machine to get this off. Like it's been going on for years. They've been secretly tracking me. So if I ever log in, my ads are going to be super up to date. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I feel like I can't remember if it's whichever streaming service that when you first set up, you actually get to choose. Like, I'm interested in live sports. I'm interested in the local channel. I think it's Hulu. What have you? Can can I just get that for mm-hmm. Facebook? Can I just be like, picture yeah. funny pictures of pets, kids, birthdays, done. Right. Well, as Zuckerberg said in a strategy email at least a year ago now, that may be good for the world, but it's not good for us. <laughs> right. He is running a business and. And this is the thing. We all are willing participants in this business. We've all created accounts. We've all jumped in both feet again. Whatever You get what you get at this point. I guess there's there's very little you can say that you can blame. You can blame Zuckerberg for a lot of stuff, but you can't blame him for you signing up for his service. It's the lying about it that gets to me. It's like we know this inherently, but mm-hmm. the, the active lying about it, the pretending like we're not doing the terrible things that we're doing, it really right. gets to me. Well, I mean, how's that Google do no evil thing going? Uh, not great. <laughs> not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I wish there was a, a better way to quarantine myself from that other than quitting. But unfortunately, it just logged off. My wife's like, hey, a lot of people said happy birthday to you. I'm like, cool. Why don't you comment on those posts and tell them I said thanks? Because I'm never going <laughs> to see that. <laughs> Can you like all those posts for me? Thanks. Bye. If you're my Facebook friend, I've said this before on the show. If you're my Facebook friend and you listen to the show, well, there's a thousand ways you can get in touch with me. I told I told you all about them at the top of the show. <laughs> Facebook's not one of them. All right, segment two. 
we are going to talk about networking in real life to some extent. Um, <laughs> one of the things, Chris, you've said many times about Facebook is that it is a, a big cocktail party and you shouldn't say anything in the room that you wouldn't you know, say in front of other people. Um, sometimes, though, things get so buried in your brain, it's almost like a Pavlovian response. Uh, and this happened to me actually at work. And this is one of the, the I think one of the real um, potential problems with working remotely is that you forget that you're in front of people when you're actually in front of people because you're not used to it anymore. Right. And it's, you know, especially when it's in a semi-casual kind of large meeting sense with people that you know, but you don't spend a lot of time with. And I unfortunately, hopefully didn't make a career limiting decision recently when at a work event, one of the senior leaders was trying to make a point and he was going, you know, he's building up to a point, building up to a point, talking about swim lanes and everybody knowing their responsibilities at the company. And he's like, he eventually got to his point, which was, and what do you do when you know your role? And then I just said, you shut your mouth, (laughs) (laughs) which popped the room. Right. And he was like, yeah. Okay. So when you when after you shut oh, your mouth, what do you do? No, and I totally God. stole his thunder. Oh Jesus! That <laughs> I couldn't at help that, it. At that point, you need to know your role. <laughs> I clearly didn't know my role because I should have shut my mouth. Right. Oh my <laughs> well, it's God. It's a good thing we're doing the exercise. <laughs> Hi, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Ty Thunderstealer. <laughs> And I did Ow. it in the voice too. I was like, oh. you shut your mouth. <laughs> you just shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, that's a long-winded way of introducing this segment where Josh was going to share with us some things that have become indelible for him, particularly about us. And we uh, certainly love to talk about ourselves, and it's even better when someone else talks about us. So, I'll turn it back over to him to tell us how how awesome we are. How yeah, did, I mean, how I did feel- we get Josh? Wait a minute, how did we get Josh to do this segment for us? He, this he volunteered is, for strokes. We'll take strokes. Yeah, <laughs> I I answered an ad about fluffing. I wasn't positive <laughs> about what it was, but I'd done some hairstyling before, but yeah, I'm really I, not sure like how this works. Yes. Well, the funny part is these are all um, truisms, and I, I, what's awesome in terms of I'm going to comment on how awesome the segue is which will ruin the segue completely. but And I can't remember where I heard this one, but on the social media front where somebody described it as Facebook is where I lie to my friends about how great my life is. And Twitter is where I tell the truth to strangers. Yeah. And I've always just thought that that was a great one where it's just like, this is stream of mind consciousness. I'm just going to shout it out to the world. And that's Twitter. Whereas Facebook I've curated, here is the perfect picture of me and my kids in this happy moment. The 37 things that went wrong prior to that just you didn't see those this is the one thing i want to see but these are things that have just stuck with me forever and ever and some of these are going to be completely random when you hear them so it'll be fantastic um in that regard and they may not even be that all important but um i think this one came up uh, a couple episodes ago but i actually will make sure to this to my dying day that i give credit to ty for the indicator for where the gas tank cover is because i rented cars for 12 years and never knew i'm literally can think of situations in washington pulling over at the gas station and opening the door and leaning back to look at where the gas can where the gas cap was um, but these are usually better than that one, but it let, that one's like the best example of one that's actually useful. Um, so I'll go, I'll go back and forth, but, um, I have a, uh, a, a true villaism, uh, coming from his schooling. As I remember the story was, um, uh, just eyeball it, son. 
No, this is one of my favorite. Just to eyeball it is my my freshman drafting class, and so we had a drafting class, and our drafting teacher was this sort of nose nonsense. Like I think he was a former military guy, and you know you're when you're a freshman, you're all these, or you're always like trying to be earnest, and like you know, he's like. He's like, we have to draw this thing. And this guy, kid raises his hand and says, where should I start my drawing on the paper? And he says, for God's sake, son, just eyeball, just, just eyeball it. <laughs> and, and that was, uh, that stuck with me. That stuck with me for like 30 years. It's hilarious. And that one's, and, and now you've passed that one on because that one stuck with me in the sense of this was a class about precision. <laughs> right. Like, literally exact precision and then the most educated person the person teaching the class is like just there's some gut instinct associated with that and i've literally applied that all the time i was like we could try to plan for this and that and this and that and try and get an exact measure or we could just we could just go let's just get started yes eyeball it and get going nice i love that good shorthand for don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good perfect for sure um, speaking of eloquent ones, uh, this one is Ty. And again, I, I don't know if I can, if Ty's borrowed this from somewhere else or not, but if you're the uh, person ordering the mojito at the bar, you're an asshole. No, it has to be a busy bar. If there's nobody there, it's Busy fine. bar. Oh, this is true. <laughs> Sorry. I did shortchange you on that one. You did just make you an asshole. You made you the asshole in that story. But yes, the busy bar. Wait a minute. What? Does it take a long time to make a mojito? <laughs> I don't know, ask, you should have asked Phil. He loves mojitos. <laughs> <laughs> when you're five deep and you're just trying to get your bud light, I think, uh, yeah, the mojito muddling strikes you a little bit as uh, annoying. Hey, we just talked about this. There needs to be, when you're at like a stadium or whatever, like especially a bar that, uh, or whatever business, I don't care. If there's a lot of people trying to get drinks and some of them are beer, that needs to be a separate line. I don't know why in a in a bar or a sports bar situation that they just don't have like a soda machine full of beer and people can just walk up to it scan their swipe their credit card and have it kick beer out to them in cans i mean to have people i mean it might be against the law washington (laughs) liquor control other than that but there's no reason other than a stupid law that should not be a law that if you have if if you have to be 21 to get into the room Uh then you should be able to get beer out of a machine how about just a couple of coolers Whatever. No, just, but I mean, just, I see them. I see those machines everywhere. You just, you just push the button. I want Bud Light. I want a Corona in a can, just a can, a machine full of cans. Yeah, they even they have, have them everywhere. That, that fill from the bottom. Yeah. Man, Japan has this squared away. You could totally get booze out of machines on the street in Japan. Oh, they're all about the self-service. That was, that. that's the funny part is that's the intersection of what I wanted. It was, I wanted the conveyor belt sushi idea, but for a sports bar. So you'd be sitting there watching the game and some wings would roll by. You'd be like, I didn't know I wanted wings, but now that I see them, same thing with shots. I mean, like right after touchdown. Oh, weird. Shots just went by. People are grabbing those. I would make a killing. Conveyor belt sports bar is still on my short list of businesses to start. (laughs) Okay. We're all in on that. All right. Um, amusingly enough, this one kind of in that same vein, this one's another villaism in the never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Uh, that's, that what this, that's what this whole podcast is all about. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say to, to any of our friends that have ever heard me tell a story that they knew they were a part of and they didn't get credit for, just understand that it's easier for me to tell it from a first person point of view. <laughs> By the way, my wife has this, my wife, 
we do this all the time. She's like, wait a minute. Like she'll listen to the podcast or like, I'll tell a story. It's like, it happened. You ever, did you ever, did you ever tell a story to a person who that story actually happened to? Yeah. No. (laughs) And then they said, wait a minute. I've definitely been, I've told it to someone uh, who was there. They're like, yeah, I was there. That's not exactly how that went down. It's like, you shush it. I'm telling a story. You shush, shush down. It's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, running for public office and making up stories. This is just bullshit. This is just this is just bullshit with beer in our hands. Whatever. As long as you're entertained by the story, it's a good story. There are a few dozen people that are just mortified that they found out that we tell them lies on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just exaggerated truths. It's just the. It's they're parables. Right. <laughs> For you to learn a lesson from. We're teaching you a larger truth through a true-ish story. I'm nodding vociferously. <laughs> it's, it's basically like every Disney sports film based on a true story. Right. You can't nod vociferously, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he can't resist the fact check. Let's see. In the story about taking liberties, he fact checked himself. And... Exactly. See? <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't nod vociferously? Uh, I mean, it's technically, I mean, vociferous is about speech. That's why it starts with <laughs> vociferous. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're, All right. We're picking nits. There we yeah. go. All right. Fine. Nice. Well, speaking of picking nits, this is, again, a completely random one for Ty. And I hope this doesn't go down the, the route of, like, doxing someone who just recently won a big lifetime award for something that we know. But... Um, Ty told a story about going to the bathroom in the work bathroom. <laughs> I've recounted this on the show before. It's actually different than that one. Okay. But I feel like it involves, a, it might be the same person, but the roles are reversed in the sense that as when he spoke and told the story, I had never heard this particular phrase and Ty delivered it in such an adamant fashion that I was like, oh, this is just a fact that if I'm doing a deuce and you're at the stall and I finish my deuce and I go to wash my hands, key to the story, I go wash my hands, you don't get to go check to see who that was. You just have to wonder who that was in the (laughs) stall doing the business. There's no free look over your shoulder action. Yeah, which which brings me to this tweet from ty the other week about being a shoe guy like because ty is a shoe pony and like has the nicest kicks around (laughs) he says it's hard to stay anonymous at the at the in the work stalls yeah so when you're so when you're in there doing damage people are like they see those shoes like shish we know who those shoes are Only, only someone has those Jordan Four colorways. Yeah, that I know. Ty, <laughs> Ty, you're doing some supreme work in there, Ty. Yes. That's why I. Nice. That's why I wear Rockports. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wear Merrells. You can't pick my feet out from nobody. Well, specifically, I want to talk about like, yeah, if I come out of the stall and you're standing at the urinal, don't look back. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's don't, it. Look, but, don't look back at me. But the delivery was, it's a rule. Like if there's if there's three stalls and I'm at the far right one, you don't come into the middle one. Ty delivered the you don't get the free check. If we both come out of a stall at the same time, oh okay. If you finish your business and we're both washing our hands, you get to figure out who the mystery was. But other than that, you haven't taken all the steps to discover who who did the business. It's not clear. What you do what you do is when they turn around to check you out, what you do is you stop and then you turn around and go, Hey, did I get any on me? (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> and then and then they go, oh, oh no, I don't know. It's like, okay, thanks. Just can you check me? Can you check me to make sure I didn't get any on me? All right, I know we hit the bell, but I know Josh has at least two more, and I'm so I'm curious because he didn't share these with me in advance, so I really want to know what they are. So we're gonna finish the segment. So Josh, share with us the last couple of you. Guys. I have I have one more. Okay, one more, and Villa is gonna be the big winner on the finale here, which is these two words that can't operate in the same space. This is a Schrodinger's cat kind of version of this one. So back in college when I worked a retail job and we had our wonderful snow in Seattle, I called my boss and said, there's so much snow, I can't possibly get to work. And he said, I'm going to send Villa to come get you. And I was like, why? There's not going to be anybody that's going to come into the store. It's snow. It's shut down. And he said, I don't want to be here alone. So I learned a valuable lesson there about when you get to be in charge, you get to be in charge. Right. So yeah. sure enough, he sent Villa to come get me and I lived down in Ballard and I see Villa coming along in his truck and they had done a fantastic job snow plowing 65th, which is a kind of busy street in a residential area. And sure enough, the snow was off on the sidewalk and there was a nice little berm in the middle between the lanes. And I gave Villa a little wave that all across the street, because I was on the opposite side of the street that he was coming. And I can see him wave me off. Now I got this. And I kind of cocked my head and Villa speeds up and what can only be described as trying out for a future Ford F-150 commercial decides he's going to crash through the snowbank to get over to my side, which for the first three seconds is fantastic looking until he changes his mind and tries to turn back and somehow manages to high center his Mitsubishi Montero all four wheels up off the ground on the middle of the snowbank and coined the phrase, if I'm correct, you cannot be aggressive and passive in the same space. <laughs> right. That was that was that was true. I just totally bails out. I bail out right like halfway in. Oh, aggressive and hesitant. No, I feel like I've gotten a- tentative. 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 Shoot. See, that's okay. It's a, it's a, it's a synonym. And I did fo- the, uh, I did follow the never let the truth get in the way of a good story one there. And so feel free to pick apart any inaccuracies on that one. No, those are that those are true. That's a truism. And again, I, I was like, I had a four wheel drive, like SUV. I'm from the Midwest. You know, Got this, it. This, this this West Coast <laughs> this West Coast snow ain't gonna stop me. I didn't realize that berm between the lanes was like ice <laughs> until I hit it because I thought it was just soft snow. So when you so I, when you hit it, like oh shit, this is hard. This is like actually like ice. And then that's when I totally louse up the whole thing. <laughs> yes, it was a sad display. But luckily, no one was on the streets to see it. So, the, you know, I get I get away with one there. We got a little bit of a workout pushing it back down. Get the wheels on the ground. Yeah, You know, your it, setup for that story reminded me of uh, a quick one where a startup. Where actually, where I, I met Chris uh, at a startup we both worked at many years ago. That was a, terrible, a wild, that was terrible. A wild, wet, a wild west shop. I, and I think this was before you were there. But it's nine eleven, and I'm watching. No, I the, was there. No, I was there. You were there that for this. Was, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'm watching the news, and then finally at like about nine fifteen, my phone rings, and it's our crazy ass boss. Like, where are you? I'm like, uh, I'm not coming to work because some shit is happening. Are you watching the TV? And he was, he was like, he didn't care. No, he was like, you fucking get here. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm not sure that we're safe to leave our homes at the moment. Can can we wait and see how this plays out? 
I mean, no. in the in the first in the first couple of hours of that, of obviously, like people were just just wide eyed and just couldn't figure out what was going on. I mean, it right. was a very confusing morning. And um, this man's like, like, "Get your ass to work!" I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're a psycho." He was a psycho. Um, I kind of liked him though. A lovable <laughs> psycho. <laughs> needless, he had his qualities. He did. Uh, needless to say, six months later, I left that job. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, like four and a half months later, I left that job. All right. Well, uh, that was great. Thank you, Josh, for the strokes. I feel so. <laughs> that segment was I'm, giving credit where credit was due. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm purring over here. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for segment three. And Chris, that means it's time for. You know me. All right. You know me is a known for game uh, that Josh invented off of IMDb pages. The way the game works is you name a star, and it is the other person's job to try to pick the four movies or TV shows that that person is known for on their IMDb page. If you're not familiar with how IMDb works, when you log in, log in and, and look at someone's profile, the first thing you see is what they're known for. And there's four titles. There's always four that they're known for, and the, the goal of the game is to guess those in as few guesses as possible. Um, before we get to the game, Josh... Uh, do you have any anecdotes to share about playing the game before we actually play it? I have at least a couple, so I'll try to be I'll try to be quick with these ones. But what's important to note is we're here in Seattle. We obviously know a lot of um, Amazon employees, and we've been around IMDb like forever. I remember discovering it one day and losing an entire day just going in and seeing how people were connected, and I thought it was fantastic. But I actually have. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like the Princess Bride, uh, the guy from the Princess Bride, where if I find the Amazon slash IMDb employee responsible for the algorithm for the known for category on the page, I'm going to punch them in the head. I'm going to give them an opportunity to explain, is there any sense behind this? Is there math? Is there rationale? Is there an explanation? Because as we play the game, you will see why it is really, really hard to actually complete this and get your four answers correctly out of five guesses, because there is always some completely random, inexplicable answer in the known for. And I just... I need to I need to find this person's office. I need to have a quick conversation <laughs> with them. I need to offer some some constructive feedback and if they're not open to that, I'm going to punch them squarely in the head. This seems that seems very reasonable to me. It, it seems it seems. We've and, been playing this game for a long long time and I yes, I mean I I completely agree. There's like how how the hell did that one get on there? Yeah. Anyway. To so, to my so, recollection, only two times that I can think of have someone has someone successfully named it and i can think one of them and uh, i don't know if if our buddy gordy is a loyal listener but it was a unfortunate series of all movies from a trilogy were three out of the four for oh. this particular fair-haired woman oh no he's a guy sorry orlando bloom's a guy my bad <laughs> um <laughs> so there's that but i will right. say that as not very new- that was not very woke josh oh no. <laughs> don't make us bring a troy joke into this but <laughs> The um, the reason why the game is so fun is because it is it's like when we had a Rubik's cube as a kid. I mean, nobody I knew solved the Rubik's cube. It was just one of these things. And I think when when Ty talks about anecdotes, I mean, one of those is specifically what what came when we were talking about bringing this onto the show was that we spent 
easily four to five hours at <laughs> two, starting at 2 a.m. in the morning in Paris on a business trip and just couldn't let it go. And we were like dogs with a bone and we just kept, no, the next one, I'm getting the next one and just kept going and going and going after it. And it's just uh, how it's not a game show. I don't know. It could be. That's actually a great idea. The known for, you know me, <laughs> you know me. Yeah. All right. So given our, uh, our, our, you know, Halloween circumstance, I thought I would try to pick some spooky celebrities to choose oh. from. Um, I'm going to let you guys maybe take turns as we move through this. I'm going to host. You guys will be the guests. Um, let's just move through it and, uh, and, and have a little fun here. So let's start with, of course, the Hall- the queen of Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Excellent. Who, who, you want to go first? I almost feel like that. So one of the things that I have successfully navigated in the vast majority of playing known for was I have billed myself as the perfect $25,000 pyramid partner because I give (laughs) great clues, but I have officially moved. I was one of the first people to get into the kid game and have dad brain. And I am routinely shocked. I spent today trying to remember some very basic facts today and so i'm going to be so embarrassed playing my own game i almost want the crutch of each of us getting a chance to team on this one but i'm totally willing to completely embarrass myself and find the situation where i might not even be able to name four jamie lee curtis movies my guess here is that you'll get two of the four between well, the trading places not trading. on the list trading Jeez. places not a list strike yeah, i need oh. no, i need the sound effect maker halloween <laughs> brought to you by of course halloween Halloween. Yes. Which one? This is Halloween. The, this is um, Halloween. Oh God. Was it was the was the one they just made a little while ago called Halloween as well? Were they yes. both Halloween? Yes. Then it's that movie. The most no, recent one. No, it's the one they called Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the IMDb page, it is the most recent one, but I would have accepted it either. All right. All Fish right, called one. Um. Oh, that was not something I thought you would get. So two nice. of four so far. Ken. Yes. Oh, true lies. Called one. I'm very big. True, true lies. lies. Yeah. All right. Three or four. You guys are doing. Right. You're never going to get the fourth one. <laughs> God damn it. But again, so I need to know. Did you I would have thought ch- trading places. I was. I was trading places is a good one. Is a good. Uh... So to prove the point, did you seek out one where you knew, or did you did this occur organically where you were like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know the the season, and then when you looked at it, you were like, oh my god, no chance you're getting this. Yeah, no, it was just a matter of, it is Halloween, so let's do Halloween stars, because I was looking for a theme. Okay. And this is, again, in my role, where I offer people, would you like a clue? <laughs> would you like can, a clue? Can I get a clue? Can I just ask, it's not an animated film, because that's the one it's, that sucks. It's not an animated, it's not voiceover work. There is no voiceovers in our, our, our right. work today. All right, Excellent. all right. There's this is a, a modern film. Um, modern. You probably forgot that she's in it. It also stars somebody else who used to be very famous. And yogurt commercials don't count. Wait, wait, someone who used to be famous? Uh, she's still famous, just not in the way she was when the time the film was made. Hmm. All right, I'm not going to sit I, on dead air, so one right. guess. <laughs> all right, one guess. Uh, g- give me the co-star. Lindsay Lohan. Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Next, yes. we have the queen of Scream, number two, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Wow. Well, scream, yes, and so and then this is the, this is the fun part. How well, many sequels? Party, party of five. Well, I, no, it does not show up. How does party of five not show up again? You got to go. Josh has to go hunt the guy down and find out what the <laughs> algorithm says. Jesus, 
And and so we literally did this one night. We literally sat there and we said, if it won an award, if it was the major introduction of a person, and you can distinctly remember that Nev Campbell did not exist until Party of Five, that right. those are locked in. Right. And then if there's a the giant, giant blockbuster, or so, and, and if you need to throw one in for recency, okay. But yeah, like, okay, Skyscraper starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that movie, was, by the way. I've watched it twice. I love it. Yes. It's very entertaining. It's really it's good. Not on, it's not on the list. Die. Nope. Not on the list. But nope. but if you called it Die Hard 5, would it be on the list? Probably. Yeah, would it no, be okay. on the list? Okay. Just wanted to check um, Wild Things. That, I would have guessed that as well. It's not on the list. It's on my list. Well, this is no good anyway. This, what kind of list is this? <laughs> what kind of Dev Campbell list it'll is be, this? It'll be funny when I actually tell you what's on the list. <laughs> okay, hold on. So then this is this could possibly be the Orlando Bloom. Scream 2. Ah. Scream 2, yes. <laughs> Scream 3. Yes, sir. <laughs> Scream 4? Yes, those are the four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is definitely, we should definitely have an effigy of the the the, 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 al- the algorithm person and burn it at this point, because <laughs> what, what the hell? Nev, are you feeling typecast at all? Like, she's done, like, all sorts of artsy things and, you know, com- action film. First of all... What was the what is the biggest suspension of disbelief in that particular film that Dwayne the Rock Johnson with one leg could jump across that building or that he's married to oh, Nev yeah. Campbell? The, no, it's no, no it's I, most I, everything he does with one leg. <laughs> it's insane. It's also There's no the, reason for that. To, that's not even like relevant to the movie, really. No. Except for the fact that he uses the leg eventually as a, like a tool. Well, and, and then and then like he does all this sort of advanced rock climbing. Haha, <laughs> rock climbing. Yeah, I got it. He weighs 300 pounds. Like, he's not going to hang from his fingertips from the... I mean, who is he? It's ridiculous. Okay. Anyway. Well, I'll say our buddy, our buddy Gordy is, like, big on the asterisk for that particular one, because that was the that was Orlando Bloom-esque. The it was, was one, it just two, all Lord of the Rings? Uh, <laughs> it might have actually been Pirates of the Caribbean ah, collection, yes. and then one non it might have been one lord of the rings and three pirates of the caribbean (laughs) (laughs) all right next mike myers mike myers (laughs) mike myers the canadian saturday night live actor or mike myers the actual all righty then austin powers do i have to figure out do i have to actually figure out which which um i'm just gonna say the original austin powers that's on here uh wayne's world good no. Man. <laughs> He's upset. <laughs> Please tell me right. like Bohemian Rhapsody cuz that'd be nice. Tell me tell that me it's funny. like tell me it's tell me it's it's uh another Austin Powers movie. Yes. It shagged me. Yes. So uh, I married an axe murderer. No. What? <laughs> Which is the- <laughs> He started Saturday night live. No. Oh, 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 Shrek. No. I told you no voiceovers. Oh. He did. How many do we have? Two? Two. The, you have two Austin Powers movies. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so I also do throw people the bone if there's one there's just zero chance they're ever, ever going to get. So, like, the example... No, I think that if you racked your brain, you'd get both of the remainings. Okay. Because as a, just as that little sidebar, there was a Tom Cruise one where it was a... One of the four things that they had Tom Cruise known for was a documentary on the <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut director. 
And nice. I was like, mm, probably not. Mm, probably not known for that. I can't even remember the third freaking um, Austin Powers movie. I'll give that to you because it's, that, that's on there too. It's Goldmember. Really? The there one. are three. Okay, it's three. And then the fourth one. And the fourth one's none of the ones we named? Nope. Jesus. I have no clue. You're going uh, to have to. Y- y- if you've seen this movie, you hate it. Okay. What is it called? I don't know. The Love Guru. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's on the known for? Yeah. I've never even seen it. Thank God. Okay, so since it's Halloween, Jesus. how many people are going to join me with my pitchforks and torches on my crusade at this point? I say we find him and kick his ass. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, the next one was going to be Bill Murray, and I know we're, we're over time here, um, but the Bill Murray one is so disrespectful to Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray is known for Wes Anderson movies, is, is what I will tell you. So, the Bill so Murray no is... No, it's Rushmore, Moonrise Kingdom, Life Aquatic, and Lost in Translation. So, oh, so, and then, so this was the adapt. This was the extension of the game was to then take your group and try to come to consensus of what the four <laughs> what should be because it should, be. Cause it should right. be Stripes, Groundhog Day, Lost in Translation, and Caddyshack. And it should be Caddyshack and Ghostbusters. There we go. Now we have a problem. Or Ghostbusters. So which of those? Yeah. So which of those would you eliminate? I don't know. Let's not worry about that because there's two actors I really want to get to Ooh. before we wrap this up. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Oh, oh Lord. Is the other one going to be Bruce Why Willis? You? You know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How can we do this and, and not mention? All right. Oh, excellent. I mean, really. Kevin and Bruce. Nice callback. Well, um, it's dances. That's in there? It's Waterworld. No. <gasps> Postman? Yes. Bull Durham. Oh, God, no. That hurts. <laughs> JFK. No. Dang. For just for just for Matt from the basement, no way out. Um No. <laughs> oh, uh the bodyguard. Yes. That's okay. One more. I could do that. Um Oh which one? Which which two did we get? You have Postman, Dances with oh. Wolves, and the Bodyguard. Oh. Um, Draft Day. Oh, sh- no. <laughs> Draft Day. <laughs> it's not a sports um, movie. Ooh, it's uh, it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It is. Oh my god! All right, and Bruce, Die Hard. Yes, Die Hard. Die Hard with a vengeance. No, there's no other Die Hard sequels. Just Die Hard. Really good. Mm -hmm. That should tell you all you need to know about Die Hard sequels. Okay, and again, hey, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And again, this one's just purely for Ty. Last Boy Scout. No, No. I did. I'm I'm willing to burn the strike on that one just to be able to say Last Boy Scout for you. Thank you. No problem. Oh, I read today that Schwarzenegger was totally open to making another um, Last Action Hero movie for you. Oh, I love it. Nice. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Um, Hudson Hawk. No. (laughs) Oh, if only. Um, mm, Can you tell me the percentage that are reasonable? Two of the three remaining you should be able to get. Um, let's see. One is very, very famous. Actually, they're both very, very famous movies. Um, the Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> it should be on the list, but it's not. Um, and I did mention pulp, that you guys at least fiction? did say... Oh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp, sure. pulp Fiction? That's correct. That's correct. Two left. Striking Distance. No. <laughs> God dang it. I mean, by the way, the best Sarah Jessica Parker movie. If that's not on her known for us, that whole, this whole thing should just burn in hell. Only <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker, two of the four should be Striking Distance and uh, L.A. Story. And I don't care what else is on there. Yeah, the, the third offshoot from the known four game is the one where we actually chart people's, like, this is 
this is when I was most happy to see this particular person. And Sarah Jessica Parker, Striking Distance, Jenna Elfman, Keeping the Faith. I mean, there's yes. there's several examples of this for people that you find, but here's their high point. Um, Bruce. A whole nine yards? No. Come on. <laughs> it's the um, twist! The sixth oh, sense. Six sense. Jeez, yeah. And then you'll never get the last one. It's too obvious. Is it? Is it? Is it? A, is it the TV show? Yes, it is. Uh, good lighting. All right, that was fun. And that's it for the regular segments. And that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right, let's bust through these. And there's quite a few that are Halloween themed. Really? Well, yeah. I guess it is on a calendar. So the people <laughs> at Joke Calendar were at least priming the pump for the kids. It, it took me a lot of effort not to put all the Halloween ones at the end, but they're not all good. And I have a lot. And we are running long. So let's... Here we go. Oh, wait. I have one to share with you before we hit the calendar. Sorry. And oh. this was new to me, but it's not new to the world. Uh, what's the difference between a circus and a whorehouse? <laughs> I don't have to pay the clowns. The difference between a circus... <laughs> The difference between a circus and a whorehouse is that one of them is a cunning array of stunts. I'm not going to finish the... You can figure out the rest of the punchline. Yes. All right. If you don't know, let me know and I'll I'll tell it to you personally. (laughs) I'll whisper in your ear. It's it's dirty. It's dirty, by the way. uh, I'll tell you when I see you next Tuesday. All right. Uh, Why have you never seen elephants hiding in trees? Because they're so good at it. Why is that a joke? That's the answer. Why is that a joke? It's not a joke. It's just obnoxious. What's the worst kind of cat to have? A catastrophe. Which is the left side of an apple? The part you don't eat. It was left. What did the magician say when he made his rabbit disappear? You know this one. Hair today, gone tomorrow? (laughs) You know, there's something about subtraction. It just doesn't add up. Why did the physics teacher break up with the biology teacher? No chemistry. They had no chemistry? There you go. Because there was no chemistry. Very good, Josh. Which birds steal soap from the bath? Robber ducks. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Duckies would be a better word. I agree. Would be the better would be the better punchline there. Robert Ducky, you're the one. Yeah. You make Grand Theft lots of fun. <laughs> Dad, your jokes are so bad it's like punishment. You mean punishment? <laughs> dad, did you? Or, sorry, not Dad. Did you hear about the ghost comedian? He was booed off stage. I like that one. What do you call a clever monster? Frank and Einstein. <laughs> a ghost was kicked out of a local pub. They don't serve spirits. Did you hear about the two podiatrists who opened their offices on the same street? They were arch enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and finally for Halloween, why do skeletons never go trick or treating? Because they have no body to go with. Uh, nice. <laughs> All right, Chris, do you have anything for us this week? 
So the, the Halloween theme, it just occurred, it just came, you know, skeleton walks into a bar, says, give me a beer and a mop. <laughs> all right uh reader george came in with a joke that said i finally got around to watching doctor who it was about time jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a joke that i made up you know based on something that uh that josh's friend ed had posted on the facebook about Avogadro's number. I came up with what do you call 6.02 times 10 to 23rd avocados? It's a guacamole. Wow. <laughs> Science jokes. Science. <laughs> Josh is bringing anything for us. Which is funny because I like the I like the dad jokes that are somewhat educational and so the one that just always kind of just stuck with me that's <laughs> barely funny five out of four people admit being bad with fractions <laughs> <laughs> i like it and the one that i uh i think you guys you guys made this point uh at some point in the dad jokes is that nobody creates the dad jokes the dad jokes Agreed. exist mm-hmm. and you've stumbled across this one i feel like i stumbled somewhere near the origin of this one but why do go- globes get to spin as much as they want to I don't know. They're given a lot of latitude. <laughs> I like that. One. You do? I'm upset. Yes. I'm upset. You're upset because you learned something, or you remembered I, that you learned something. Disrespect to longitude. Disrespect. <laughs> You're equal partners. What if? What if they get to spin for a long time? Do you feel better? Sure. All right, well, that is the bulk of the show, and normally this is the part where we go to the overtime, but we're going to do it anyway. We're still going to make it quick, so let's do the... Overtime! Okay, so I just had a couple of... Uh, well, first of all, I had a quick drop update. I feel like it's critical to our show. It's been a while. Yes. Production. Yeah. All right, so the quick drop update, for those who aren't familiar, I dominate the quick drop at the local arcade, and they have been gaming the quick drop to make sure that I can't win it. And uh, I Just went because in on, they have no more prizes to give away because you effed over their whole business model. Do you know what my current ticket balance is? <laughs> What's your best guess? <laughs> One billion tickets. 65,000 tickets. No, I have about 21,000 tickets. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, uh, birthdays, Christmas, you guys, you want gifts? It's coming from the arcade. <laughs> I feel like they need to pull the casino move, which is change out the chips. <laughs> They need to, yeah, they need to, yeah, they need to like, make William H. Macy play with you next time. Whatever. They can't stop me from the, that real-time parabolic calculation, though. I dominate that one. <laughs> All right, so on the quick drop, um, I have talked before about how they've made it impossible on Saturdays when I go in, and I thought maybe they just set it that way. Um, but I went in on a Sunday for a birthday party that the kids attended, and I was like, well, I'm going to walk over and see what's up with the quick drop. And I hit the quick <laughs> drop up, and I hit it in one shot because it was back on its regular calibration. And I was like, oh, okay, so we have some evidence now that it's actually legitimately calibrated differently on Saturdays when I'm coming in. <laughs> and this last weekend, we went in there, and I went over to it because I was like, well, I won it on Sunday really easily, so I should be able to win it again, no problem. And it turned out that it was now turned up to a point where it was no longer impossible, but it was uh, not 
not beatable with the standard cadence. And, and, and now instead of four balls in each bucket, I had to at least get five twice. And I ran it, th- I ran through it trying to get the timing down a couple of times, got pissed cause I couldn't do it. And it was close. And I knew that I, I, I knew that how to make it happen. I just couldn't do it. I walked away, did something else for five seconds, walked back to it, slid the card one more time. And then that time did it perfectly. No fail. Like one shot, nailed it, got five in the bucket twice, got my thousand tickets strutted off like a peacock <laughs> i need i i need to know one thing because i met chris working retail and i need to know is there some poor schlub who's got a friday shutdown list that is checklist go flip the switch on the quick drop for that jackass on like how is it written on his clipboard of what the task Dude, is that he has to do you know that in the back room there's a picture of ty posted <laughs> On the on the Friday close sheet, on the Friday close sheet, they're like, "This man, we have to change the quick drop because of this guy right here." Your picture, I I almost guarantee your picture's on display in the back room of quick drop place. I hope below my picture it says the Will Chamberlain of the quick drop. I just want to know if they have. There's an Ocean's Eleven type of distraction that if they video feed, they see you coming from the parking lot on a non-Saturday. If somebody has to try and hold your family up at the counter while another person <laughs> goes and adjusts the machine, and you're walking up to it right as Casey Affleck's walking away in his little uniform. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody drops a drink in front of you, or like something. <laughs> oh, I think you need shit. to renew your membership. <laughs> I do like that they felt the need to like make it so that it wasn't completely impossible, but just very like much more difficult than it had been. But I, yeah. I can still beat it. But you cracked the code. I did. I you're, just had to figure out the timing. But that's why you're you. You man. should have less. You. you should have less guilt about it because at least you know they've made this adjustment just for you on that one day. That they were yeah. like, well, everybody else still gets a fair shot at this, but now we're just gonna. You didn't ruin it for everybody. Oh, believe me, they're pumping well, up my ego it. like you nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I have one other one, uh, one other arcade update that is a public service announcement because I only recently figured this out myself. So you're all familiar with the game where there are a lot of coins and the coins are on this impossible. Like they're, it seems like they should fall and they don't fall. It's and you're the bulldozer, to... the little bulldozer one. Sure, you want to call it the the, the, the drop and slide pusher, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, because you gotta you gotta put your coin in there and it's gotta push the pile and then some things fall off. Yeah, and in the one at the arcade, they also they have. Um, DC superhero cards is one of the things that come out with the coins and it drops the cards in. So you, uh, I'm trying to collect the Justice League. I need Aquaman. Otherwise, I'm finished. Got it. <laughs> um, but I discovered that the key to this game is actually to flood the zone. So for a while, I was like there because there's three slots. There's the or four slots. Rather, there's the one one token drops out, three tokens drop out, five tokens drop out or a bonus. And for a while, I was trying to make sure like I got five every time. The bonus is really hard to get because it's right in the center. Um, the bonus can be anywhere from eight to 12 tokens come out. And the, 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 the system is, for anybody that's ever played this or, or never played it because you've been like, well, that's pointless, it's impossible to win, because if you go slow and try to get your maximization of coin release, you can't actually get anything to happen. What you have to do is, whatever the machine allows you to do for maximum credits is just put that in. Put it in your maximum allowed credits that gives you like the, you know, the best bang for your buck, right? It's like getting the most money out of the ATM so you minimize your interest rate. Mm-hmm. And just push the button as fast as you can. So the coins just come out as fast as you possibly can make them come out. And if you can you if you can introduce enough instability and keep the instability going, it, a lot of coins will fall out. And, and, and that's how you get your Justice League cards. Got it. You, you're saying instead of trying to be strategic about where you drop this coin, just, pa- just pack them in. Just- yep. Hit it as fast as you can possibly make them drop. Oh. Introduce the instability. 
So basically, you know, when you were very first introduced to the foosball table, just right. spin these things as fast as you can. Yeah, there's right. no strategy. So sit in front of it and just hammer the button as fast as you can make the coins come out, and uh, you'll you'll win some prizes. Nice. Oh, I have one. Nice I have tip. one follow up question just to tie the dad jokes of the week to your arcade update. Would you say Aquaman's swimming in the coins? <laughs> there is no Aquaman card. It never comes out. I've never seen it. I'm really upset. Is it Momoa? Is it Momoa Aquaman or tr- or classic? No, it's a white Aquaman. dude. It's white dude Aquaman. <laughs> maybe the maybe the cards come out as their powers could actually be utilized. Yeah, yeah. So who do you have? I have everybody but Aquaman. Well, who is everybody? Uh, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Flash. You're just waiting on Aquaman. Yeah, just I've never seen Aquaman. I have a lot of villains too. But I don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll wait for we'll wait for Aquaman to come out. Then. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us this uh, this week. Uh, I think we could probably this episode could run two hours if they let us. They would let us, but I don't think anybody wants to listen to us for two hours. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could run it as long as we want. But um, but it's great. I mean, it's it's fun to to do the show with with you, Josh. I mean, we've been friends forever, so uh, it's fun to have you on. So it was, it was great. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I, it's, uh, it will, I'm sure, be surreal on my run in a couple of days to uh, listen. To listen to yourself. I'm morbidly afraid. I, uh, I'm so glad that people stopped using voicemail because I was always mortified to hear my recorded voice. So I'm, I'm frightened to uh, hear what this might sound like. I, I noticed you guys have both uh, perfected a little bit more radio voice. I feel like Chris is like, Chris could slide right into the Howard Stern role. I mean, there's just as one of Howard Stern's buddies right there with the smooth, smooth punch-ins there. Yeah, when, when that Baba Booey dies, I'm sliding <laughs> in there. Yeah, not as you know I, I, it's funny whenever we have a guest um, you know, Brian or, or Phil when they're on with Chris uh, it was like man I wish my voice sounded like those guys my god I wish <laughs> Phil would do something with that voice I mean jeez right? <laughs> other than sing on record <laughs> yeah I mean does. that was a decade ago nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic god damn it I agree well, hey you got in the Whole Foods rotation there we go it was something all right, well, that's our show this week, and thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we hope to help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review five stars only wherever you get your podcasts, and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism, and until then, peace! <laughs>